Our guidebook provides all the answers you never knew you sought on a variety of topics. While we may not have any credentials, expertise, or formal training on the topics we address, we do have some amusing anecdotes, and who knows, maybe you'll learn something along the way. This is what we call the Definitive Guide, and we are the Von Kuhlbergs. This episode is called Lying, and it may contain some adult language and themes. And then she's like, are you telling me that you find <laughs> that you find Spider-Man more engaging than spending time with me? And then I was stuck. Because like, what are you going to say at that point? So I, I knew what you wanted to hear was, no, I'm really sorry. But the truth of the matter was, <laughs> I did find Spider-Man <laughs> more engaging than her. So I told her the truth. And that was the end of that relationship. And that was a particularly rough one because she drove to that movie theater. I was stuck there. Good evening. How you doing, Armand? I am well. How are you doing? Carl. Carl von Kuhlberg? Have I been Carl before? No, but Carl has bad connotations to oh, me. it does. It does. But that's all right. We'll go with it. I mean, if you want to come up. Carl is the name that you uh, gave to uh, a blood clot, a pulmonary embolism that I suffered. But, but, but that's all right. I'm past it. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I, I was thinking of a different Carl, but which Carl were you talking about? Thinking Carl from um, Walking Dead. It's uh, Rick's son. Yeah, I had to think about that. Still an odd, cho- an odd choice, but but I'm I'm all right with I'm a, wherever you draw inspiration from. I am okay. Let's be honest; we don't really refer to my name much throughout the episode, so it shouldn't really be a. Well, I don't think we refer. It's not like you you're constantly referring to me. I mean, as Armand, it's kind of rude to constantly, you know. You're seeing like people that like they'll use that to try and gain status or like an argument. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly what you, Armand. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) It's like those. Those articles about dating and tell you what to do, like you should touch somebody. So just always reach out and touch them or say their name. Say their name, Armand. Uh, well, really, really tickled you. That's Armand. a wrap. That's... <laughs> I know you're just going to keep going with no, that. Gonna, that. That joke can only be funny for so long, I'm on. <laughs> oh, you're my eyes water. No, you always have runny issues. On I know there's something about this podcast. I mean, I, I actually have an allergic reaction to podcasting with you. Right. I don't know why that is. Well, um, we're going to talk about uh, lying tonight. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> Don't mention our mind. 
it's like a fight to establish dominance throughout the whole podcast. I really didn't intend to. I'm ready to move back. I won't say your name again. It's going to end in a full-out melee. I think that's the only way this ends. Wow. No, we're talking about lying. (laughs) Carl. All right. You you win. All right. Wow. That was a... I need a moment. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah so seriously, lie. compose yourself. All right, I think I think I'm good. I think right. I think I I think I've got it. I just. Uh... <laughs> I think you're lying. I, I may be lying right now. I may not completely. I may not completely have it. Okay. All right. I'm centering myself. <laughs> my eyes are watering. My nose is running. I'm not doing well physically as a result of this podcast. <laughs> this podcasting is hazardous to your health. All right, lying. So when do you think it's okay to lie? When are times that you lie? I lie all the goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the obvious answer is... It's it's okay to lie when you're protecting hurting someone else's feelings. Oh. You you said that like such a cranky, angry old yeah, like I lie all the goddamn time. <laughs> you kids get the hell off my lawn. I feel that way sometimes. Uh, all right. So when you're protecting people. So, Let, let's say for example, example yeah. you have somebody in your life and they get an ugly haircut. We <laughs> can't talk about that. What what you just you just you just ruined the perfect episode. I we were off to such a swimming start, and now uh now you got me in trouble. The thing is though that the person in my life who may not have had the most flattering haircut doesn't regularly listen to the podcast. So I guess as long as I don't share this episode. Well, we can hold on to this episode with, later. We don't share this episode to the person I just happened to be married to. Thank you, by the way, for not only did I tell you that in confidence, I, I flat out explicitly said, we can't podcast about this because I'm going to get in trouble. And then, well, you're boom, the one who said 30 it. seconds into the podcast, you just threw it out there. What a violation of trust. First of all, <laughs> it's just you and me. This just us two girls here. Second of all, and there's nobody out there. And second of all, you're the one who had to name who it was. You could just well, that one, but that person would know when they listened to it. The person would know what we're talking about maybe, when they listened to maybe, it. Maybe not. Like I, a lot of people get haircuts all the time. I blame you, first of all, for 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 going this far with the saying my name to use to establish dominance because now you're just trying to take things that are going to cause me great great problems within my marriage uh and and you're really the only place you're letting me like now i have to respond no we can, you, we, <laughs> we most, can cut this whole thing uh, out the most hateful episode of the mom cool room no podcast. we can cut this out all right so let me let me rephrase it <laughs> let's say you know somebody and they got a really ugly shirt do you say that is a hideous ugly shirt or 
might you not say anything at all uh, or or even tell them i love your shirt and i think those lies are completely acceptable huh. you don't have to be brutally honest to every everybody all the time i um i it reminds me i recently shaved off my facial hair my beard and my goatee and my son was staring at me and just flat out goes <laughs> You look much better <laughs> with your beard and goatee. And I and I was uh I said thank you for your honesty on but on the inside I was I was thinking far less positive things. Well, kids say the darndest things. <laughs> Carl <laughs> You, I mean, kids usually yeah. have, and your son's old enough to, to have a filter, but oftentimes kids don't have filters. So that's one thing. And then on top of it, your kids generally, I think, are more less filtered than with other people. Has anyone ever used you to tell their life, like you've been somebody else's alibi? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I had a friend who was a serial cheater and would often use me at, like I was out with Armand and he and obviously they weren't and what ended up happening is <laughs> that person's uh partner hated me. Yeah. I didn't do anything. I mean what what and then, well, like, I, but but I didn't lie. I didn't say I didn't I didn't necessarily have the opportunity to agree or disagree. You just didn't say anything. I wasn't even included in the conversation. I find out like, hey, by the way, so they, I told my spouse that we worked together last night, and and I, I mean, I never really. They didn't follow up with me to find out if I was truthful or not. They just hated me for taking their spouse out all night and drinking or whatever they thought that I was doing, and I wasn't even in. I I had no part of that. Hmm. So you you didn't lie. Uh, I didn't lie. I was just the alibi. I was the the cover story. Yeah, well, that's different because there's nothing you could have done or not done because you didn't even know that they. I guess they could have said, "Well, I used you as my alibi," and you could have called that person's spouse right away. But that's not really lying. That's something different. Huh? Lying is when you're willfully <laughs> saying something you know isn't you true. Tell me what lying is. Or omitting something that you right. could say. Huh. So last lie you told. I can't I can't think. Have you ever been tr too truthful and you wished you lied? I I'm sure there are times where I've hurt someone's feelings by being honest and yeah, I mean, there's been times where I've said things where I was being honest, I was trying to be helpful, and people didn't take it that way. And I don't know that I, in the end, wish I lied, but I wished it would have gone better. Or, you know, I wish the other person would have dealt with it better, or maybe there was a different way I could have done it. Huh. And sometimes I think you have to question, is it necessary to teach this person a lesson or, you know, whatever, whatever you're telling them, is it necessary? Is it worth it? Or are you better off lying? That white lie of either not saying anything or 
telling them that it's fine when it's not. All right, here, this is a true true story that I faced. And then you tell me what you would have done in this scenario. Okay. I was dating somebody, a really nice person. I like that you know this person, you met this person, um, who had just cr- chronic bad breath, no matter what she did. Yeah. To the point that I didn't really like to kiss her a whole lot. And she noticed and asked me why. What do you think is the right response? That's a good question. That's a great example. I think you, at that point, have to tell that person for two reasons. You have to, and you, and and you have to tell them honestly. You can't lie. I think you have to tell them honestly, but you have to do it in the right, in a caring way. But the two reasons are. One is you can't possibly go on with this person and kiss this person with, with horrible stank breath. And two, breath. that person deserves to know. Yeah. And, and maybe there was something wrong. Maybe there's some medical issue maybe or a dental issue. Maybe there's something that needed to be addressed. But, but that person was probably all kinds of people in that person's life that they interacted with were probably horrified by the stench. So... I think you have to say, especially if you're given that opportunity, like why, what's going on? Like, you know, I know it's, you know, not intentional, but your breath is really off. And (laughs) maybe there's, maybe there's something, maybe you have tonsillitis or maybe whatever. Right. And go into problem solving with that person. Uh, You want to know what happened? Like how it really went down? Yeah. So... I, I went with honesty, and it didn't go well. Uh, I said that, and uh, that person was sort of gender dated, dated. I don't know what is it. Gender when fluid. You, they weren't gender fluid, but they dated. Their their last relationship before they dated me was with a woman, and she was un, that woman was unhappy that uh, my girlfriend then started dating me. So I told her the truth. She went and asked her old girlfriend who, if she had noticed that, and she's like, yeah, well, you have a unique scent, but it never bothered me. This is because, you know, Armand is just a terrible person, and I told you you should have never dated them. And then ultimately, uh, it it didn't necessarily cause the end of that relationship, but it, it certainly sped it up. So what do you think that person, was that person lying? Was was the breath bad or was it just unique? It was, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good. Like so, scent. when somebody brushes their teeth, yeah, no, it still smelled bad. Like it would mask it. Like you know, you ever spray Febreze on top of a terrible smell? Okay, yeah. <laughs> that was sort of. That was sort so of. She the had. Impact. She had some issues. She probably had some. Real right? biological yes. medical issue. So I felt ter- and I and I didn't really want to break up with them over this, but yeah. it was a it was I was I was in a pickle. I have another friend who I was just telling this somebody about it who was dating a girl and he didn't like her hands, said she had like man hands. <laughs> and he ended up I'm like, and at the team at the time, I'm like, I think you don't like her because that's not a real thing, like that you think she's got man hands and he couldn't he couldn't move forward with her because she had man hands. I, I also don't think he liked her hair. Her hair was too thick or something like that. 
And but but they were having like fantastic sex, and she, she was fun, and she liked him a lot. And I'm like, okay, but so you're gonna break up with her because she's got man hands? It sounds like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> so I think he lied to her. He didn't say, "I'm not." We're breaking up because you have man hands. He said something else, huh. and that's probably. I think that's probably was probably the wise choice. The you know the more I think about it, telling truth doesn't seem to go well for me. But also, you played a role in destroying this relationship. I think I talked about it a lot of times. You you would if you didn't like the people I was dating, you were kind of vocal <laughs> about it to those people. But this was a person that went to the University of Michigan. Do you remember what I'm talking about? You guys had got into some argument. I don't think you liked that person. But you were particularly – there was an argument between the two of you over uh, where we went to school and the University of Michigan. I don't remember that. All right. Well, that, that wasn't really the, the gist of our breakup. What happened with the breakup is we were going to see a movie. And <laughs> we got there really early. And it was, the movie theater was in a mall. So we went to Barnes & Noble. And we were just sitting there having coffee and she was looking through magazines and doing something. I don't know. And I'd like, I'm going to go look at books and stuff like that. I, I love like bookstores. And I wandered off and I found a section of graphic novels, like superhero graphic novels. And I started reading like a Spider-Man graphic novel and I just kind of got lost in it. And I read the entire thing. Now, Barnes and Noble wasn't that big. Like, you know, I was maybe... 20, 30 feet. I mean, I was I was in a bookshelf, like I was in our aisle, but I was like, let's say, let's even get it more. Let's say I was 50 feet away from the cafe part. And the I finished this Spider-Man. I put it back and I walked back to the table and my girlfriend was furious. And she was like, furious. she was screaming at me. And I'm like, what is, what's the problem? And like, why are you so upset? And she's like, you left me here for 40 minutes, <laughs> which I did. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I started reading Spider-Man and I just got lost in it. And she's like, wait, let me, let me get this straight. You, you left and you walked away from me instead of spending time with me. Uh, you went and read this graphic novel, read like a superhero, like a cartoon character for 40 minutes. I was like, yeah. And then she's like, are you telling me that you find <laughs> that you find Spider-Man more engaging than spending time with me? And then I was stuck. Because like, what are you going to say at that point? So I, I knew what you wanted to hear was, no, I'm really sorry. But the truth of the matter was <laughs> I did find Spider-Man <laughs> more engaging than her. So I told her the truth. And that was the end of that relationship. And that was a particularly rough one because she drove to that movie theater. I was stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was before Uber. Well, so I would I would say, though, that you probably really didn't value that relationship that much. Here's a lie I did tell to that same person. And I don't know. I hope the statute of limitations uh, would, would have passed because, you know, <laughs> it's already 30 years ago. But... I had borrowed two CDs from that person, two Cheryl Crow CDs from that person at the time. And like weeks after we had broken up, she called me back and said, she called me up and said, 
Um, you have a set of my keys to her apartment, which I did. Actually, I think I'd thrown away by that time. And you have my two CDs, and I want you to send them back uh, right now. And I said, oh, you know, I sent them back already like five days ago. <laughs> and then she had nowhere to go with it. She's like, okay, and hung up. So I – Did you ever hear from her again? Uh, I never heard from her again. And I didn't even like Sheryl Crow that much. I just didn't – I was just mad at her that she was so – I mean, she <laughs> she dumped me over Spider-Man. And then – why is it my problem that you left the right? The so that, that goes back to my previous statement, which is that you didn't, you were not invested in that relationship. Well, I was until the breakup, till Spider Man. Well, the fact that given the choice of telling her no, <laughs> you're more interesting, or saying yes, Spider Man graphic <laughs> novel is more interesting, and you chose to say the that part because that's it can't actually even be true. In the moment, that was probably true. You got lost in it at the moment. But in general, it's not like in in general, 10 out of 10 times, you would always pick a Spider-Man well, novel over her. No, I, it is. It wasn't true. It actually really wasn't true. That's but I saying. was mad yes. because of the approach. I didn't think if I had known that the stakes were that high, that this potentially was going to lead to a breakup at the time, I might have played that hand differently. But you but were mad and then it went I was south and you, weren't, you didn't regret it. <laughs> so... Well, Spider-Man, here's the thing. Far before it became trendy, I was, you know, when I lived with you, I used to read comic books. I've always liked comic books. And if you, I have to really be in love to say that you're more important <laughs> comic books. And yes, I guess I wasn't that in love. But maybe, maybe I could have been if she was a different kind of person. But, you know, to force me to choose. I, that's why I resented being forced to choose between... <laughs> relationship. I, think, yes. I mean, I think there's a lot to unpack there. I think also she was probably being a little unreasonable because you weren't, you didn't leave her there. You were just standing. She could have just as easily walked over to you. And See, said, that's what I thought. I thought like, yes, this was wrong. But if it was on um, the shoes on the other foot, I would have come over and been like, hey, you kind of ditched me. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been mad about or, it. Hey, are you, are yeah. you going to still read that? Or I was going to. If it was right? a pattern of behavior, if it right. happened all the time that's one thing but like it never happened and i just happened like that one time i just started i lost track of time while i was reading spider-man because you know uh i'm still filled the, the child in me you know i just I'm think it's a, touch with a more complex scenario than just a simple did you lie or not yeah and and probably to be fair most scenarios aren't as simple as i'm going to tell this lie or not because most scenarios aren't is this shirt ugly Right. Or, or, I mean, I guess the more traditional one in every comedian in the world says when talks about their wife says, do I look fat in this? And of course the answer is no, regardless of what they look like. Always. Yeah. Right. Like, and so what would be the point of saying yes, if somebody actually did, there's no, there's no upside to that. Like all you do is hurt somebody's feelings and create animosity. So Unless you're trying to do that, unless you have reason to antagonize somebody, some of those lies are, and and it happens every day, probably, right? Like some of those lies are just about keeping things going, keeping society moving forward, keeping people from being at each other's necks. You 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 got very deep there, <laughs> very rational and deep. Yeah, that's my role. <laughs> Other than so, there's been no time <clears throat> when you've lied and you're not sure that was the right move. Any times that could pop into your head? 
when I've lied. Like a lie you've told, but maybe it was, and you're unsure, or it was kind of a gray area. Mm, I'm trying to think of just of times uh, that I can really think about blatant lies. I can think of lying to my parents a lot to get to stay out of trouble, Um, like getting into a fight at school and lying about it. I remember not doing homework once in, and this would have been like elementary school. And I forged the signature of a teacher or the librarian or something. I, I traced it. Um, I had her signature and I tr- put a piece of paper over and traced her signature or her initials for something. I eventually got caught. Um, so like, I remember doing those things. I knew they were wrong, but I was doing it to protect my own interests. <laughs> I, and I can't tell, I can't remember what I've told anymore at this point, but I once changed a grade on my report card. I, does this sound familiar? I, t- I changed a report oh, yes, grade. I, and your sister ratted you yeah, out. Yeah, she ratted me out. But you would have gotten away with it had your sister not ratted you yeah, out. Yeah, I had gotten away with it. So I changed a D to a B, and I told my sister, and I think a year or two had gone by. Like that's how long I'd gotten away with it. And we were arguing about something totally different, and I told her, like, we were still young enough. I, I couldn't have been older than seventh grade. And I told her she was stupid. She's like, I'm not the one who changed my grade on my report card. So you you got the report card, physical report card, and you physically altered it. <clears throat> yeah, back then, because it was like the And it paper. looked good? Uh, it looked good enough that my mom bought it. I think she wanted to believe it, you know. Right. And, I, and, I don't, and I don't know what that D – you know where I – I want to say back then we used to get grades in penmanship. I had terrible pen. It was something related to writing. I had such bad penmanship and such bad that I know all throughout probably elementary school and through high school when I had to write a paper that I had grades that were lowered consistently, not because of the quality of work, but because my papers were so difficult to read. And then it didn't help too that usually on top of them being difficult to read, they were always like kind of wrinkled because I would shove them into like a binder and stuff like that. So whatever it was, I don't I don't know that it was a fairly deserved grade, but my sister ratted me out. And it had my mom thinks that, you know, we're it's 45 years later. My mom thinks that I still like hold it against my sister. Like whenever I talk about like, oh, my sister did this thing. I can't believe she did it. She's like, you're just still mad because she shared that time where you changed that grade. Hmm. So your, your lesson learned probably is that you shouldn't have shared it with your sister to begin with. Right. You if you're going to lie, the, the, the fewer people that know about it, uh, the better off. <laughs> if you're going to lie or do something that you shouldn't be doing, which... I don't know. We're going to be amazed how I relate that. That's my biggest problem with marketing our podcast because I feel like I would get in trouble with my day job based on some of the things that we talk about. And so I, and because I believe you should don't tell anybody if you're going to do something wrong, they'll, you know, my aunt, I had a crazy aunt who used to always say to me, <laughs> as a child, two people can keep a secret if one of them is dead. <laughs> she would say that to me, and I was, you know, I was like eight, and I would be like traumatized because I, I, well, she was being like, funny. She was no, she she had problems. Like she meant it. She wasn't like doing bits. Like, was she threatening you? No, she was just sharing her <laughs> life. <laughs> like this is her philosophy. She was uh 
Yeah, she was not a stable person. <laughs> it sounds like a, a character on a show. But was my favorite aunt because she uh, didn't like my sister. <laughs> and as you know, I have resentment for her outing me for changing my grade. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that, yeah, I, I, I try not to, I, I firmly believe that. The less people know, the better. Unless you, unless it somehow serves your podcast, in which case, tell yeah. the entire world. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm just still trying to think. I mean, there's there's work, um, and I don't, other than the type of lies that just keep the peace, that don't seem to have any downside, um, I can't think of any recent, other than the ones that, when I was a kid, which were done out of purely self-preservation huh well see i get i i told you that we talked about this right earlier tonight this this is the lie where i was just in too deep i couldn't stop where i um was supposed to go to a conference or supposed to go to like meetings down in springfield illinois for work and i used to get my own hotel room and then they changed it to where i had to share and i tried to get out of that like there was a there was a contact person like an administrative assistant that was in charge of that and i and i repeatedly tried like listen i'll pay extra i'll do whatever i don't want to share and they refused to let me have my own room so like a day or two later i sent an email implying that i couldn't go because uh, I was still bleeding and from the, I I really, I'm still bleeding from the, you know, the fishing accident is what I said. And, and it particularly hurts when I'm, you know, sitting for long periods of times or driving and I have to wear sort of like a diaper bandaid. So I basically implied and everything I could to imply. And, and I want you, I want to be clear. I was in my thirties. I was actually older than that. Were you, Finish what you were I want. I implied to her that I couldn't come down to this meeting because I had taken a fish hook in the testicles. So let me ask you: <laughs> yes. Did you, when you were writing it, because I also know you, were you writing it to make her truly believe that's what happened, or you were being like tongue in cheek about it, and you were being funny, and at the same time trying to just express that you it, it's, it was a mixture of things it was hubris first of all i was trying to make myself laugh i was angry i was resentful and i mean being completely honest i i and i and like i set a goal for myself i'm going to try and write an email to which there would be no response to like what could you say to that so that was like what i set out to do and i i thought that she wouldn't be savvy enough to even know what I was doing, that, that I was kind of, you know, having fun at her expense. And I succeeded. There, there was my problem because the, this organization has approximately 20,000 members. Uh, and that this woman uh, sent it up to the, and I thought I was just going to die there. I thought she was going to say, okay. I actually thought I would hear no response because the email was so such that like, I didn't think she was going to want to ask me the nature of my injuries or she might just be like, I'm sorry to hear it. And I, I thought at the time that I was being hilarious. And what happened is it went to the president of the organization who, (laughs) who also believed it and called the office 
where I was at to and wanted to talk to me because she had heard about my and and everybody in the office they didn't know I had sent the email until they heard there was an accident they were coming around like what's what's wrong with you and then I shared with one of my coworkers the email and they thought it was incredibly hilarious but also were dying to see like was I lose my job over this? Like, what was going to happen? So now I'm stuck. Do I double down and just say, yeah, and like play it like this was absolute truth? Or do I admit that I was being immature and foolish and, and apologize? And because uh, it has some career implications. And being the age I was and who I was at the time, I, I decided to just double down. And I literally had to have a conversation with this. And I don't know to this day. I was literally talking about with a guy that I that <laughs> I showed the email because I wanted to get the email, like a copy of it. It's been so long. It's been, you know, years and years. I'm like, God, I'd love to have that original email that I sent because I, I don't have it anymore. But I thought he might. Uh, but I told, I'd had to talk to the president and tell her, yeah, you know, it's just – you know, I, I really hurt myself and I just, it's too, it's just too uncomfortable for me to drive that long. And, and there's, you know, some bleeding issues. And I literally, I, I told it, I sold the whole thing. I have no idea to this day if she believed it or not, but it didn't really, she just said she was very sorry and we've never spoke about it again. Yeah. She was kind of backed into a corner as well. Like, what was she going to do? like press you on it like show me like i mean <laughs> at some point yeah it is what it is so but well, I, you were, you had to commit you had to yeah i had to i had to go full on that that line and i i'm not proud of it there are a lot of things i feel like i've grown as a person and i, I would not do that again uh, but i probably if i did do it i probably would double down and and try and sell it well and you could have come up with a more plausible scenario too i mean you, right you, you could have cut your leg with an axe while you were chopping wood well, like it, it, yeah you have to be a, a fishing hook to see, a I made it seems pretty <laughs> unlikely because like how would that even happen I made it clear. and that you were fishing naked i made it clear see i never i never said it was my testicles i never said where it was but i implied a few i mean i explicitly stated it was a fish hook and that I'm bleeding and I had to wear a diaper. So <laughs> yeah, I mean the only the only thing I can think of at all that's that's close to that is I my dad passed away when I was 13 and when I was 15, 16, my mom was dating and not around a lot. And as any 15 or 16 year old would do, I had lots of parties. Huh. keggers in my house. I've never had a kegger. I had keggers. And one of my friends, a kid in my friend group, who I still know, was there. And there must have been like 50 people at my house. And there was we, we knew of a party at someone else's house going on the same night. And he came up and said, I'm going to call the cops on that guy's party. And I said, don't do that. Why would you do that? Oh, because well, I mean, whatever. He was drunk. I'm like, it's only going to blow back on me at some point, right? Like it's going to come back that you called the cops. You were at my house. It's just not a good idea. I could not deter this kid. 
So this was in the early 80s. And so I had landlines in my house. I had two landlines. I had a phone from my sister and I, and then my mom had a phone. So I said, fine, I'll call the police for you. And I picked up the phone and dialed my phone number, my line, and handed him the phone, ran upstairs to my bedroom and answered the phone and said, oh, our police department. <laughs> and this kid went through the whole thing. Like, Hold on, I'm going to transfer you. Forensics. Like, like forensics. It was, I was only doing things that I heard on TV. Like, and I'm like, O'Malley, right? Like, Sergeant O'Malley here. And like the kid was half drunk anyway. And he uh, told me, he gave the report and I took it down and I will send a couple black and whites over. Like I was literally just talking like out of a TV show and that was it. And so uh, afterwards, I think I, I'm pretty sure I told him later that night, because he, I think he was bragging about calling the cops on. I'm like, you idiot. That was me. <laughs> and what what did he say to that? He was, he, I, I think he was embarrassed. I think I wow. embarrassed him in front of other people. But the best liar. So that reminds the best, uh, one of the best liars I know. You, do you remember my, my roommate, um, right, right when I was living in downtown in Wrigleyville, yes. I had two roommates. Yeah. He uh, was a compulsive gambler. Brilliant. Probably one of the smartest people I know. Brilliant guy and uh, liked to gamble. And he was supposed to take the bar and he didn't feel prepared. He didn't study. And I believe it's because he went uh, gambling. And so after he didn't take it, he went and told he, his lawyer, he, and he forged a doctor's note. He forged a doctor's note and went on his lawyer. He went and told his professor that uh, he was terribly ill and had to see a doctor. And this was like, <laughs> again, computers were, you know, you were just, the, the scope of cheating, you know, the depth of cheating was just being explored. So he made this stationary. He shared the note, and then the doc, and then the professor said, I'm going to call your doctor to confirm it. So then my, my roommate freaked out. And ultimately what he did is he installed a second line in his bedroom and had his girlfriend sit in the room and like paid her for like days to answer the phone and say like Dr. Bumstead's office uh, so that when the professor called and I don't know that the professor ever called or not, but uh, the, the, the links that he was going to. So how did, really he, how did he, he had a phone number on the the piece of paper he must then, not have because i don't think he had the so how did he how did he get a line that he thought that the professor would call i think because i'm just trying to think that he must not have put the number on the stationery, or maybe he did after because he he gave that professor he got that phone number and then gave that number to the professor so i i have to assume it wasn't on the initial was it a real doctor that he was no, I mean this is how bad it was, and, and I'm not I'm not joking. He called that doctor, Doctor Bumstead. Like that was the I doctor. There's no such Bumstead. Right? No, and like that's the name of like a cartoon character from like the Sunday comics when they used to have that, like the Bumstead. So like, I'm like why would you not just say like <laughs> Doctor Rosen or something like that? Why would you do Doctor Bumstead, which sounds like such a fake name to begin with? But he. Um, he ended up not failing and being able to like retake it. And he's, uh, I mean, he is one of the smartest people I know, but kind of causes a lot of problems for himself. Huh. So lying wins. So I think that's how we 
that's what we learn <laughs> here. And, and that's how we're, where we end this this podcast is that lying wins as long as it's intricate. Right. Your lie is intricate and and you can hire people to it's basically like a Ocean's Eleven type scenario. Yeah. It's very astute, Nate. <laughs> you win, Armand. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm Armand von Kuhlberg yeah, signing I, off. I'm uh, Carl, actually, not Nate. But oh, shoot. nice talking to you tonight, <laughs> Carl. Till next time. Good night, everybody.